This is exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello. Hello. And welcome to my favorite murder, Minyasode. Minyasode. It's from Manhasset. <laughs> you know. Manhasset. Your favorite place mm-hmm. where we tell you your own stories about maybe about murder. Maybe about razors. Maybe about stuff in walls. Maybe about sinkholes. Maybe about something you found out about your grandpa when he died. <sighs> maybe it's that your grandpa was an alien. Maybe your grandpa was a sinkhole. Maybe your grandpa is the center of the earth. Uh-huh. Made of hot magma. Where the Loch Ness Monster... Is passing through for, on his way from one lake to the other. That's right. That's how they travel. Listen. Look. Look and listen to our fucking <laughs> rambling bullshit on your way to work Monday morning. This is an organized podcast of single topic <laughs> true crime. If we, you can't handle yeah. it... We take you... We take this very... you. We take you very seriously. We take it very seriously. And we take... Every topic that exists, seriously. Uh-huh. Let's There's do this thing. No bullshitting. Okay, you go first. No bullshit. That's our guarantee to you. <laughs> this one says, mom had a banger hometown. Oh. Georgia, Karen, Stephen. So my mom had a banger for me tonight. That's British, what right? What is that? Yeah. Like a, a party. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. It's like a party sausage. It's, it's, it's those one little of those ones. really long party sausages <laughs> that you cut up into 30 pieces. That's what I was going to say. Did you mean the mini ones with toothpicks? Like the little ones that you make into um, pigs in a blanket. Oh, how good are those? Little Smokies. Little Smokies. You can also take them camping. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, focus, please. So my mom had a banger for me tonight. Kept insisting she's told me, but no fucking way I would have forgotten this horrifying gem. (laughs) My mother grew up in Humboldt, South Dakota. Oh, there's not British at all. Uh, In a small trailer house with her parents, raging alcoholic father, younger brother Barry, and little sister Becky. One night, my mom says she was out late with friends, smoking dope, as she recalls. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Brenda is the bee's knee. Oh, my God. Mother's name's Brenda. There's no children named Brenda. No, that's done. 100%. The Brendas and the Carlas and the Denises and the Cheryls are not. You know what? Can you okay, picture a little baby, a little sweet baby? Mm-hmm. And now picture its name, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> that has always been to me like that. Like when I meet a person named Barbara, I'm like, you are a baby named Barbara. A baby named Barbara. Although Barbara Gray, who is our uh-huh. all of our mutual friends, 
I love her name on her. I think it suits it, her perfectly. It's so perfect. It's almost like a like a '80s sitcom named her perfectly. Yeah. And now we're bullshitting. That's this. That's the height of bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, if you, but also if you haven't listened to the Lady um, to Lady podcast, right? That's how you're going to get to know Barbara Gray and her friends. That's why we told you this. Yeah. That's that we planned it. We rehearsed it twice, and now we're executing it. Uh, and we did a great job. Okay. Here's the thing about this email. That's g- ready. Okay. So she's the bee's knees smoking pot with her friends, okay. comes home late. She uh, had thought that her brother Barry was still out with his friends while her younger sister was in the front yard having a, quote, camp out sleepover in a tent. Uh-oh. She had gotten ready for bed and climbed in. The way her bed was placed, she could see directly down her hallway. And after she got in bed that night, she remembers looking down the hallway and seeing a man <gasps> crawling down the hallway towards her. <laughs> crawling! Not walking on, but... On his fucking hands and knees. That's the most menacing way to move towards someone. It's it's straight out of like the ring. Yes. It's very because then the next thing that happens is their elbows turn in. Uh It all goes backwards and then they go up a wall like a crab. Oh, my God. Okay. She tried to scream, but it was, of course, the reaction of I'm too fucking terrified to find my own goddamn voice. The worst. But the intruder heard her squeak and froze, which is even scarier. Uh, she finally found her voice and screamed for her dad. Um, from there, her dad, mother, and brother, b- brother holding a rifle. <gasps> I went- thought it was going to be her brother in the hallway. No, it was not her brother in the hallway. Okay, go on. Uh, went running down the hall after this guy. He decided to fucking hide behind the tent. Oh my God, where the little girl is in? Where my young aunt and her friend were sleeping. My uncle Barry lines up a shot as my mom's dad leaps and says, don't shoot the girls. The guy ended up running off. They still have no idea who the man was. (gasps) Oh no, I thought it was going to be whimsical and funny because her brother was really drunk and crawling to his bed. Nah, girl. That's what I thought was going to happen. No. If her brother was drunk, he got his shit right back together, grabbed the rifle in his room. No, no, it wasn't him. I thought that's what, how it would go. That, but, I mean, he came for the rescue. Yeah. He was there yeah, for that yeah, part. Yeah. But no, there was a full on fucking crawling oh, intruder in their house. No. Horrifying. I hate it. If this ever gets on your cast, I may shit a brick. So I hope to hear my mom's <laughs> fucked up story told by one of your angelic voices. Stay fucking sexy and don't get goddamn murdered, Nicole. <laughs> Well done, Nicole. Nicole, go shit a brick. Uh, please go tell fucking Deborah. Uh, close. Barbara. Brenda. Brenda. Tell Brenda we say hi. Hi. Banger. <laughs> that was, that a, was banger. a banger. Okay. Oh, she meant it in the Miley Cyrus way. Banger. There's a Miley Cyrus way to say banger. Yeah, I didn't know that. And an album to back it up. Really? By. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. pop culture. That might be bangers plural. Anyway. Huh. Oh, kids these days. They're they're going around being political and smart. With their tongues um, out. <laughs> with their tongues out. Okay. This is called Thrifted Murder Dress. Oh. Hello, everybody. Perfect. Perfect. When I was with a, but a wee lass, oh, my mom was an avid thrifter. With no college degree and a small child to raise, she started selling thrifted goods on eBay. Think those teenagers on Depop, but circa 1999. I don't know what, what? any of that means. 
Was that some kind of Korean reference? I think Depop, D-E-P-O-P, is like a vintage clothing selling app. Oh. Someone in line, I was like, where did you get your dress at the at the meet and greet? Mm-hmm. And they said that and I forgot about it. Okay, so it might be an online store or yeah. app. But I remember being obsessed with eBay and it was just like, this. It, there was nothing like it, and yes. it was, at the time. It was so exciting. Okay. The, the countdown part was the best part. Oh my God. They didn't have a buy it now shit. No. Like you had to... In the original, you had to hang in. Like you had to find your thing. Of, this is the lamp from my childhood and then fight against Some others. Some fucking asshole and yep. wherever the fuck would buy it. <laughs> from right out under you for like a penny more and that's the reason that you thought you wanted that thing yeah. so bad that you actually didn't need or want it oh all. my god now we just okay one day she found a beautiful 1940s dress the problem it had blood stains and what appeared to be a hole from some from where someone got stabbed what Funny enough, she bought the dress despite its obvious flaws uh, <laughs> at the time she thought she could cut uh, she could cut the zipper since, and sell it since there was a market for them, but she eventually got creeped out and threw the dress away. Well, we have found some cool stuff at the Goodwill since then, like $10,000 cash. What? I'm not joking. What? Tell us that story. Did you? New hometown requests. Yes. Random shit you found in like crazy places. Found things. Found things. Found thrift store things is awesome. Found thrift store things, maybe like anything found. Especially money. Oh. Big piles of money that you just kind of found. Ten thousand dollars cash. You would shit. That's a that's a drug blazer. The- <laughs> I thought you meant now we can buy that drug blazer. Oh, we are always wanting. No, I'm talking about that fucking smart uh, tweed blazer with the elbow pockets that smells the- a little bit like cigars. But secretly, the person's a coke dealer. Exactly. Yeah, got it. Um, okay. <laughs> we have unfortunately not found another murder dress. As a kid, I didn't think much of the incident, but now murderino me wonders if this dress was part of some old timey unsolved murder. Anyway, see you all in March. Uh, Judy God I can't read today Judy (laughs) Judy. We'll see you in March Judy See you in March Judy Are we just gonna Wear that dress Do we have dinner plans With Judy in March (laughs) No for the live Los Angeles show Aha You know March is is the month Where Karen and I Leave our apartments And houses And venture out Into the world We go And then we'll just Kind of dine with whoever Emails us That's right Happens all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a good story I mean that is the idea that that just could be a floating piece of evidence that they no one got yeah, or like something. Some like small town jurisdiction was uh, like emptying out the evidence room and they're like, this vintage dress is pretty. I'm just, just going to get all goodwill. And then they're like, this pile of cash that someone's robbed from a bank. We'll just put it in the goodwill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is an I survived plus a sinkhole story. Say what? Oh, Karen's like. Hello. Trifecta, but with two things. I'm. <laughs> Trifecta minus one. What do they call that? Sleek. And it's a bifecta. A bifecta. <laughs> um, hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and all associated animals. Love it. Perfect. I love that. Easy. That sounds like it's civic based. Mm-hmm. I live near the Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore, which is located on the southern tip of Lake Michigan. A very common pastime uh, when spending a day at the beach is to run up and down the dunes. I'm not entirely sure why that is, as the sand is always hot as fuck. And have you ever tried to climb a sand mountain? It sucks. These dunes are known as living dunes because they move anywhere from a few 
a few to upwards of 20 feet per year. Wow. One of the more famous dunes is called Mount Baldy and is over 120 feet <gasps> tall. In July of 2013, six-year-old Nathan Wassner was visiting the dunes with his family and went to climb Mount Baldy with his father when all of a sudden he fell into no. a sinkhole, all caps. <gasps> The dune literally swallowed him. Oh, my God. Nightmare. Nightmare. Apparently, all the years of shifting had compromised the integrity of the surface and allowed for a giant-ass boy swallowing sinkhole. His father and other beachgoers immediately tried to dig him (gasps) out, but they could not see or hear him, and the sand was difficult to displace. First responders arrived and tried to use shovels to dig Nathan out to no avail. After a few hours, they were able to drive an excavator up the dune. Start using that to dig, but they had to be extremely careful so as not to hurt Nathan with a giant metal claw digging thing. So progress was slow as they would have the excavator move a foot forward, dig around with their arms and shovels, then repeat the process for what I'm sure seemed like an eternity. One of after what I'm sure seemed like an eternity, one of the first responders felt the top of Nathan's head and was able to pull him out. He was found in a standing position as if he had fallen down a narrow pipe. When he was pulled out, he was cold, limp, and didn't have a pulse. Oh my god, Nathan. Which wasn't terribly surprising since he had spent four hours buried oh. in a sand sinkhole. That's fucking oh. horrifying. But then... As he was in the back of a lifeguard truck on the way to the ambulance, a first responder noticed that a cut on the top of his head had started to bleed. His heart started beating again. He was rushed to a local hospital and then later airlifted to Chicago, where it was determined that he had suffered no brain damage. And in fact, his only injuries appeared to be that cut on his head where someone nicked it with a shovel while they were digging. I knew it. And a scratch on, on his cheek. He has no memory of the incident, so he's not even traumatized. What the just the parents um no one knows how he was able to survive that long buried in the sand mount baldy was closed for a few years afterwards good no shit but they reopened it last summer with a big fence and warning signs around it saying that if you went inside the fence you'd be fined uh pretty sure the threat of getting buried alive yeah. inside a sand dune is more of a deterrent than a fine but okay stay sexy and away from sand dunes kim that scares me so much that's nuts but this the sand dune got uh, angels saved him yes they did also Aww. can you imagine being this parent of like the yeah. longer they search you're just like this we're is... looking for my kid's body now. oh that is bananas that i have to admit i read the first page of that i did not read the second oh, so page no and i was like steven you've got the whole world in your hands I right know. now i'm like what is because oh, you know... know better than to lead us down the stony path of then the child just died right. in the sand right right, right steven well, you sometimes wouldn't. we like that you <laughs> knows it well true okay. sometimes it's just like it printed out that way too so that made it probably worse more dramatic because yeah. it was like you had to turn the page yeah <laughs> i was not expecting that kid to, to for nathan to live i really wanted him to be in a hidden cave <gasps> with egyptian tra- treasure it's crazy that he doesn't remember it because like i wonder if he was just like off one another in another plane of existence his his whole interior was like we're shutting all of us down yeah for a, we're gonna hold for six hours <laughs> and we're gonna be right back online do you need us knock us give us a knock on the head with oh. a shovel <laughs> just go ahead and dig into my head with a and shovel we'll be fine. georgia is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect and then you try again and it's the same thing and after a few more failed attempts big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended that happens to me all the time karen but 
scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm onepassword.com slash mfm goodbye hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Instead of reading the last one, I have um, a recorded one for my friend. So today's Monday. So tomorrow is the 6th of March, Tuesday. And so the episode of Drunk History in this new season that I'm on is going to play. And it's tomorrow night. Yeah. At what time? Uh, I don't know. 9 p.m.? <laughs> sure. On Comedy Central? Comedy Central, yeah. Okay. And so it's a special episode called Drunk Mysteries. And I got to do a murder. Nice. So I'm doing that. Check it out. And it just so happens that a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, is the editor of my episode, which is really cool. And, um, he, he has a hometown he's been always wanted to tell me. So he has, so his name's John Kaysen. He has a podcast called Ghosting Around and it's <laughs> ghost story, like true ghost stories. It's really cute. And, uh, so this is his hometown murder. So thanks for not making me look like a fucking idiot on drunk history, John. I hope. Well, we'll see. I hope. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, here it is. Hey, everybody. This is my hometown murder slash I was a preteen person of interest story. Oh. Um, so it's Orlando around 1990. I was uh, 12 and a half or so, and I used to babysit for the two kids across the street. Um, so one day I'm riding my bike home from school, and I noticed there's a big crowd of uh, well, people and news vans and police cars outside of my friend's house, which uh, is just outside the neighborhood. Uh from the end of my street. Uh, and so I find out that between my friend's bedroom window and the brick wall that surrounded the house, someone had parked a white truck in the grass and left it there. And it turns out that the truck belonged to the mom of the kids across the street that I babysat for. And then in the back of the truck, wrapped in a bed sheet, was her dead body. Um, she had been killed uh, by blunt force trauma in her bedroom while the kids were asleep upstairs, wrapped up in her bed sheet, put in the back of her truck, and then driven out of the neighborhood and parked in front of my friend's house. Uh, so everyone suspected her estranged husband, obviously, um, who lived on a houseboat three years or three hours away um, and because they were going through a big, messy divorce, and she was asking for the house, the kids, and the business that they owned together. Um, so after all this happens, no arrests were made. Uh, still no arrests were made, still insult. Uh, oh. But the dad moved back into the house uh, to the chagrin of everyone. 
Uh, and then to make it worse, he asked my parents one day if I am available to babysit again. Uh, and without asking me, they say yes, because they don't want him to suspect that they suspect him of killing his wife. Uh, so anyway, I'm over there babysitting at night, and there are still blood splatters on the floor, circled by Sharpie. And I didn't even look in the bedroom because I did not even want to even mess with that. But as I'm putting the kids to bed that night, one of the kids stops me and says, uh, Hey, John. And I'm, I say yes, and he says, I miss my mom. And so my 12-year-old unequipped uh, self, I think, just said, I know, like I'm Han Solo, and then went and sat downstairs for a couple hours waiting for a murderer to come home. So uh, anyway, long story short, uh, I turned out, or at least I got out of there okay. Uh, however, years later, this is a little denouement, uh, when I was 30, about, uh, my mom tells me that when the murder first happened, the detectives came over to our house and asked for a pair of my shoes to compare to the bloody foot, uh, footprints at the uh, crime scene, which, of course, she let them have my shoes. <laughs> uh, I never found out which pair of shoes they were that exonerated me, but that is the story of how I became a preteen person of interest. Anyway, hope you dug the story, and uh, I guess uh, stay sexy and don't babysit for a murderer. <laughs> The, another th the thing, shit. John is one of the sweetest people you've ever met in your life. So like, add that, like him as a 12 year old must have been like an angel baby. Also, I love the answer. I know. I know. Just like, I bet that helped that little kid yeah. instead of like, go to bed or yeah. whatever weird adults would say. Right. That's just kind of like a kid going, yeah, you're right. It's an acknowledgement your of your pain instead of being like, don't be sad, which is like. It feels like we're going to have to change a very, very long ago, like, uh, declaration that we made on this podcast, which is no male babysitters. I, I, that's what I was thinking too. Cause that's what I wanted to say is like, John is a sweetheart. Yeah. He's okay. I promise everyone. <laughs> he, he didn't do it at 12 years old. How can you imagine suspecting a 12 year old? Like he's one of your suspects. They have to clear everybody. <laughs> it's not like it hasn't happened. Well, he said that we text about it and he said, uh, it's been, the case has been opened a couple times, but they haven't found any, you know, found anything. And, but the father, the kids stayed in the house where their mother was murdered. Yeah. With the blood, with blood on the wall and the father moves like that's, so unhealthy for those children. Totally horrible. I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't know how they turned out, but it's super sad. Oy. Yeah, I like it though. I like a, a, a first person told is right. always fun. I mean, just Especially like when it's someone you know, and you're like, like he's been trying to tell me that story forever. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's truly nothing better. Also, that's how it happens. For so many people where it's like, he's just an innocent 12 year old. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he knows that m people murder each other. Totally. Like all these things become real. And he also gets shoved into a weird adult position. And his parents send him back over to a murderer's that house. Because they don't want to be rude. Because they don't want to be rude to the murderer. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking nuts. It's crazy. I mean, they don't even have the like, oh, he's going to go to camp that week. Right. They Nothing. don't even lie. Yes, sure. He's available. Of course, we're not suspicious of you. And it's like, even if it wasn't the dad, you're sending him back to the murder house at night alone as a 12 year old with kids. Yes. Like he, the killer's still on the loose, even if it's the dad or not. Can't those kids leave that house and come to a different house? Yeah. Why don't they come to John's house yes. to take care, to get babysat and stay there forever? I'll call his mom when this okay, show's let's, over. We're going to have some words with his mom. We really have to get on the horn with her. Yeah. Mrs. Kaysen. <laughs> 
Case in point. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's that exact thing that made him the great television editor that he is today. <laughs> that's true. These are the things that build us. That's true. Is um, it? Yeah, I think that's it. Send right. us your shit. My favorite murder at Gmail, y'all. Yeah, keep it up. Do we it. love all these stories. We do. You guys are the best. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie? Good boy.